That's right. Indeed. The the most metric. So I'm gonna tell you guys. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you uh, right here. Uh, I'm I'm pretty toasty. So if you guys need a minute to get toasty, like use that time now. Oh, we're getting toasty for this one. I um, feel like I might need to catch up. That's that's how send offs are, my good sir. Okay, well, hold on one second. I'm going to go get a bottle of Jack then. Hold on one second. Really okay, back. okay. I mean, like, shotgun it. Do it. Do it oh, now. Jesus the bottle? You want me to shotgun the bottle? Okay? It's called a straw. <laughs> That's how you can do it. Hey, you... Get on my level. <laughs> Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Each week, we sit down and discuss our favorite lore topics from within the Destiny universe. Specifically, we intend to take a close look at a specific question that has been nagging us and potentially the Destiny community as a whole. To fulfill that, our discussions tend to assume that you already have some background in the Destiny lore. Despite that, our goal is to be as lighthearted and welcoming to everyone as possible. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic. The show, we're like, we're, we're enjoying ourselves, we're like faking banter because, you know, the music's... Oh yes, it's it's coming coming Leading in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a light whisper and down here. We could be talking about anything. Oh, what yeah. they want to know. Yeah. yeah. About the what about that pre-show bliss? They don't know about that forty minutes of awesome <laughs> that no one will ever get to hear ever. Ass chewing. <laughs> ever. Stuff at night. He's like, oh yes, ever, ever, ever. ever. I I actually keep that to blackmail people. <laughs> All of our guests who maybe like you know what Taylor B like I'm so glad you didn't share that thought I had about that thing. Like man, did I dodge a bullet with your editing? And I'm like, or did you? And, you know, but though, like if you if you look at my Twitter profile, there's not a lot there's not a lot of room left over to blackmail. <laughs> I would find a way. It would be like that one endorsement you didn't expect to be bad. Be like, Taylor B, like, you know what? You're right. I didn't expect my endorsement of Timex to turn out so poorly. But here we are. And I'm going to have to pay you for the tape of of that conversation. (laughs) If, If anyone from Timex ever listens to this, I'm sure your company is a great watchmaker. And this was purely in jest. <laughs> that, that plug for potential sponsorship. Right. <laughs> I I I mean, if Timex and Just for Men want to show up on the STV, times <laughs> is actually going to happen to really want? <laughs> ever want to wash your hair and show up on time? <laughs> I'm saying, like, did you ever? Did you ever want to stay in the game? Well, you better get there when you need to. <laughs> Let me tell you about just for men and the great watches from Timex. <laughs> oh, oh. See, Taylor, somebody's going to listen to this in the future and be like, wait a second. That's the perfect partnership. Your watch Dude, is already on your wrist, so when you put it up on your head to wash your hair, it dispenses soap. <laughs> just for men. Brought to you by Timex. I'm just, I'm just saying... I'm just saying, I mean, that sounds like you may have been infringing upon Undercover Brother with the emergency hot sauce to combat whatever mayonnaise he may encounter while undercover. Um, But even from there, I'm still on board because honestly, like, 
gadget watches have been limited to garrots, lasers, and it, and, and micro bombs for too long. And I'm really trying to bring sauces and different. They really need to expand their portfolio. Yeah, like when are we going to get a watch that displays porn? Your hands already there. You're already looking. Down. Okay, okay. Real life has like, a watch that can display porn. Like right? enter smart watches. <laughs> well, yeah, enter Samsung. But you need a bigger screen. Now, come on. You're not going to be looking at... Okay, 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 okay. All I'm going to say is not everyone needs a bigger screen. If your face is that close, I'm worried about whether or not you're even using your hand at that point. I mean, honestly, honestly, if you're looking at it on your watch, I'm worried about what kind of public stall you're doing this in. But that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> I'm worried about you getting whiplash. If you're like, <laughs> you got to move your head in time with the watch movement, otherwise the image gets blurred. This is why truckers have to park and use their camper. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure they're not allowed to wear smart watches. Caveat: I have no idea what truckers are responsible for, and thank you guys for your services. Thank you. I'm not getting sued by anybody. Oh god! Fuck that shit like i'm pretty sure i'm judgment proof but i still don't need that shit yeah yeah i get extra filing for making sure that you know how poor i am like okay (laughs) we can play that game i'll show up because i have nothing better to do (laughs) you're not costing me shit anyhow (sighs) welcome to the show Everyone, a few minutes later, after we already clearly started. <laughs> this is a very special episode. Um, it's a combination of things. Uh, it's one certain, certain, certain yearning, burning feelings inside a very good friend of the show wicked jester that he needs to get off his chest and i tell you what you can go topless here so do it somebody say topless i'm a bear i did i did i did yeah tom bien um the audience can't tell right now but my nipples are hard um i'm glad you said that for our audio only audience (laughs) otherwise it would have just like gone unnoticed and i'm sure someone wanted to know it might not have been me but (laughs) everyone was curious so i'm gonna have got that out of the way so i mean i mean begs like i'm gonna be honest i knew that because that was the first question you asked me when we first met in that raid It's, it's very you true. were like you were like Taylor Bray. How do you feel about killing stuff? But also, how how them nips? It's it's always how the second nips? question out of my mouth when I when I. Uh, I mean, everyone everyone thinks Bags means this in a sexual way. No, he just has a huge abhorrence against chafing. He once <laughs> ran way too far, and he's not going to let anyone else go through that. Bagels, I, I I completely understand where you're coming from with that. I used to run cross country. Dude, yeah, like he's he's not he is on a he is on a mission to not let anyone else go through that. Band-aid the nips. Yeah. No, like like no more no more no more no more crying Mary shirts. No more. Oh my god. That went down wrong. All right. Oh, my my joke or your drink? 
Yes. And both. Yes, yes, it was yes. All of the above, forget a couple of different things. It was yes, it was yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is also, I want to say, a, a very, a very special uh, send off. Um, our friend is 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 going to be deployed and i you know i could have saved this for the end of the show but fuck that i'm gonna make this whole show about it so that anyone who like got this far and was like i'm about to turn this shit off yo now they gotta listen <laughs> now you're obligated sorry but 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 super seriously super seriously our, our very good friend is about to be is about to be uh, uh sent uh abroad um for what might be a year and while i'm sure i'm going to read his tweets to us from the field in my best approximation of his voice which is probably going to sound more like a clown who is also german for for no reason (laughs) i i can tell you're tearing up it's all right it's all right i'm gonna do this for you but he's gonna be gone for a while, and we're gonna miss him. He's he's the only member of our five timers club, besides Bags and myself. We might have to upgrade it to the six timers club lounge while you're gone. It's true. I will have no problem with that. There might be a futon when you come back, so that you can stay. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. He's got a cup holder. It does, but it's European size because it's a futon. So you can only hold your latte. Yeah. You know what? That's fine. Because America makes all kinds of cool shit, like a cup holder expander. (laughs) Because America's America's philosophy is this. Fuck your shit. (laughs) (laughs) If it's too small, we'll make it bigger. Make it bigger. I would would like your shit to hold my cups. I would... If we could just... I've come up with a way to 3D print a way for whatever you have to hold cups. This is my business. It's couldithholdcups.com. This is not a real business. Or if it is, they're not affiliated with us. Don't sue me. That's that's my don't sue me spiel, no matter what. Like I'll, I'll say that nervously with my tail between my legs. Like, I really don't have any money. It's okay, you guys can come after me. Yay! I think full responsibility. Yay! No, no, no he's got yeah. he's got a gun. So no, no, I'll I'll let, I'll let that run out. Um, 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 all right, all right. So, so speckle guest, speckle guest. What is your theory that you're bringing on this speckle guestule episode? Okay. So the special guest episode is actually one that I launched a lore video on uh, a couple of days ago, basically pointing out the, uh, the secrets of Hive Ascendancy and what I think the real secret that the Hive is trying to hide from us actually is in regards to the key to their immortality. Uh, what I think the secret is is that the hive are only immortal to a certain extent? Okay, the and you, everybody that's listening to the show, that for the most part, um, they understand what the ascendant realm is. They understand what a throne world is, and like basic what the real world is, right? I would My hope theory, so. <laughs> if you don't, we have some catching up to do. 
I'd I definitely recommend looking at the video and that'll kind of catch you up a little bit. Um, if, if you're, you're completely aware of that, then basically my understanding of it is if you're looking at the real world and you're looking at the way we play in the game, um, the physical self, like your actual body and your spiritual self, like what you see with Toland, the little light, light ball that flickers around and everything like that. So that's your spiritual self, and then your physical self is your actual body. The body is just your actual, like, it's basically the puppet to your spiritual self. It's an actor for the physical world. So if it kills, or if you get killed in your physical self, your spiritual self survives in the ascendant realm. Okay? So a lot of times in the game, we go into the ascendant realm, right, as part of our physical body. So at that point, our physical body and our spiritual self are in the same location, they're cohabitating and all that good stuff. But if you die in the ascendant realm, what happens to you? What is it that, why is it that the hive are able to come back? But yet from everything that we've seen so far, like nobody else has really been able to achieve that. Like it's, it's only ever gotten to either a death in the physical world or perma dead in the ascendant realm. Right. Uh, my theory is that the occurrences that happen throughout the lore where you've got things like where the hive are defined back, where they're mentioned as, oh, yeah, we were bringing this person back because I found their definition, and by defining their absolute being, this person was brought back from death. Those instances, I don't think those are actual resurrections. I think what they are is a retitling ceremony, essentially reincarnation where... They're taking somebody else and giving that person the title, responsibility, and power of the individual that died. Because that individual has made themselves so completely one with what made the other person what they were, that there's hardly any difference left between the two. Okay. Supporting evidence, point one. Or whatever. <laughs> I am here for these points and I'm holding them okay. to you. I'm holding you to them now that you've started them. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So item point yeah. one sub paragraph J. Okay. So point one. All right. Everybody talks about the uh the whole verse of that Akka or the freaking whoever is talking to Oryx, whether it be his worm, Akka, the darkness, whoever, talks about how when Oryx first dies and he goes into his ascendant realm into his throne world this voice that's talking to him says you and your sisters will both will all survive death so long as you aren't killed in your own throne okay uh the majority of people immediately jump to the conclusion that this this sentence right there is the one that tells you okay you can't die unless you're in your throne world right however it didn't say if you die in your own throne world, it said, if you die in your own throne, keep in mind, Oryx was the Taken King. The Taken live in the Ascendant Plane. That is their realm. So that very well could have been an allusion to the fact that he was going to be the Taken King. And it wouldn't be the first time that anybody in Destiny's history had predicted something far in advance from when it actually occurred. Mm -hmm. Mara's done that multiple times. The Darkness has done that a couple of different times. There have been events in history that have already been predicted and known to be true, hence their destiny, where they've been pointed out 
this is eventually what's going to happen, or this has been alluded to is what's going to happen. So when he says his throne, as long as you aren't killed in your own throne, the throne of Oryx is the ascendant realm. That is where he rules. So that is one, one possibility. All right. The other counter argument that I have as far as an ascendant hive only being able to be killed in their own throne is Uralok and Uranuk. Uh, for anybody who's played Destiny 1, and if you played the Taken King raid... I've played Ur Destiny 1! <laughs> yeah. So you remember Uralok and Uranuk, right? The, the raid encounter for that? No. No, no, I do, I do. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who don't remember, the Uralok and Uranuk were two wizards that were at the... They were the was it the next to last encounter right before Oryx? Right before Oryx, yep. Yeah, that you had to kill. Oh, yeah. Now the two sisters had hidden their deaths within each other. Their defined their defined self deaths, they'd hidden them within each other. But they were in Oryx's throne world because that's the dreadnought is. It's Oryx's throne world. All right. They were ascendant because only ascendant hive can gain access mm -hmm. to the throne like the throne world, right? Mm -hmm. That's how we got in there. Was we had gained access as an ascendant hive. So I, I have one question. So any thrall <laughs> that you encounter in there so, are not necessarily yeah. ascendant, though, correct? Correct. Now there, you can be allowed into the ascendant plane because again, it goes back to one of the cards as far as the uh, I think it was star by star by star mentions multiple individuals in the hive worlds being connected within the sword realm. Okay, or they could have been spawned there in the case of Thrall, right? Mm, potentially, yes. Because in the case of where you've got your physical self and your spiritual self existing within the, the plane, theoretically, yes, you could be spawned within the, the Ascendant plane. Okay, groovy, groovy. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, you're good, you're good. Because this, this also brings in other things that, you, that definitely need to be considered with the theory mm -hmm. um, and definitely need to be brought up as, okay, there's potential leeway here and there for what could be either misinterpreted or what needs to be fleshed out for it. Oh, so, uh, I'm such a happy peanut gallery then. Please, please continue. <laughs> please continue. <laughs> so, with everything that's going on, as far as Uralok and Uranuk, Crota was ascendant, Uralok and Uranuk were ascendant. Okay. They were killed within, within Oryx's throne world. Mm -hmm. By all rights that we are aware of, since they weren't killed in their throne world, they should easily be able to be resurrected just the same way that Crota did, or the same way that Oryx did Sabathun and Zaibu, and, uh, yeah, Sabathun and Zaibu Wrath. Mm -hmm. And then Zaibu Wrath eventually did Oryx as well. However, in the uh, Inquisition of the Damned book, we find out that Oryx's bloodline's been cut. There's no way to get any of them back. Because otherwise they would have brought them back, they would have defined them. So Crota's daughters are the only ones that are left, and they're trying to find a new champion where they could have brought back, at the very least, Oryx's daughters, who were ex just ex were excellent death singers in their own right because they were the ones who, dis who created the Oversoul. They were the ones who championed that purpose and that uh, cause. So if Uralok and Uranuk are truly dead, and they died within somebody else's throne world, then the fact of, oh, you can only die in your own throne is clearly wrong. You can still die in other people's throne worlds. It's just whether or not you can be brought back and under what circumstances you can be brought back. 
Now, when Sabathun and uh, Zybor Roth were killed, the onlooker in Star by Star by Star talks about how these were true deaths because they happened in the sword world. Uh, one of the things that I talked about was, okay, maybe it was a low-level thrall, or maybe it was a low-level acolyte that wasn't familiar with the the full process of what it means to be ascendant, right? But again, you've got the sisters. If that's the case, the sisters should be able to be brought back. However, if the if that individual is right, and they are dead, then how is it that we see Savathun and Zyborath back? You can say, okay, well, they got resurrected by Oryx because he defined their definitions. Okay, cool. Now let's look at what rules that violates with the Hive. Okay, the Hive, number one, Nocris was freaking got, they got rid of his ass because he was, he was bringing things back from the dead, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what makes it, so obviously what Nocris is doing has to be different in some level or some way from what Oryx did. To bring back Sabathun and Zybor Wrath. Correct. So it's like, okay, let's look at what is it about the sword logic that, you know, Oryx is, what is it about the sword logic that Nocris did that violated it? Well, when Nocris brought back the dead, it took the power out of the death. Right? It, get, it basically made it to where something that once lived that was proven weak is now given the chance to live again. Sure. Sure. Okay. Entirely fair. Yep. Okay, and whenever you're with the sword logic, the whole principle of the sword logic is you beat something, you take the power from that something, right? Mm-hmm. You, you prove in yourself greater than that thing. Sure. When Oryx brought back Sabathun and Zybor Wrath, even by defining them, if it was a true resurrection, was he not then admitting to himself or creating it, making it a true fact that Zybor Wrath and Savathun were actually stronger than him because they survived him. Hmm. He would be basically undoing his own strength and undoing the sword logic by actually bringing them back. So, how do you avoid basically making yourself false by your own show of power and yet still be able to have those individuals there in those positions of power to control the lineages of the hive and those different houses the answer and as far as my theory goes is that you crown a new zavathun and a new Wrath. you basically take the closest runner-up or the closest thing to who savathun was and who what defined savathun as an individual being and what defined Wrath as an individual being and you make those individuals into your sisters. In this way, they're not, it's not an actual resurrection. It's not a, an admittance on Oryx's part of my sisters are stronger than me or they were able to survive my killing blows or they were able to survive and get past and overcome the sword logic. It's a... These individuals have now re-embodied, re-embodied what were my once my sisters. Sure. And if you take that into account, right, Oryx had to get defined back as well. Mm-hmm. Oryx was defined back 
by Zaibu Arath. Mm. Sabathun and Zaibu Arath were brought back in this way. Well, if we're following my theory, Sabathun and Zaibu Arath were brought back as reincarnations, supposedly, right? And if Zaibu Arath was the one that redefined Oryx, either A, the Oryx that we fought wasn't the original Oryx, which would also, by the way, explain why his younger self that was like, what did you do to my sisters that Curia simulated mm -hmm. had no effect on him, by the way. The, uh, the, the outrash that yeah, um, the Vex were able to, uh, to simulate. <laughs> yep. What I wasn't making with? a joke. Sorry. But if that's the case, either a new Oryx was made through some other hive that had more worked its way up through the ranks or the replacement for Sava or the re replacement for Zaibu Arath became the new Oryx. Ooh. Ooh. And the Oryx that we killed was once the replacement for Zaibu Arath. Can I add like a super like double dodeca caveat to that? Sure. <laughs> And this is stupid. We don't have to talk about it beyond this comment. What if the Oryx that our Crota was worshipping is from a different timeline because our Crota was sent back in through a Vexgate and therefore his worship and all the things that he did brought in an Oryx from an alternate timeline? Well... Uh, you know what's also interesting? Just to, to go off of that right there. <laughs> but 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 to lead into the, like that is all to like lead into the uh, the why Arash didn't affect him, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, the whole thing, like as far as Crota and the timelines and like Crota emerging into a new timeline. That right there, to me, the interesting part on that one, like when you think about it, when the Deep took Oryx and Oryx got lost within the Deep and then got brought back by definition, after that is when he had Oryx. Hmm. I'm trying to think as far as like with Nocris, because one of the things, one of the things in my theory about Nocris is, uh, and we'll get to that later, but. Well, uh, as far as like the tithe or the getting rid of the bloodlines of the old tide, that was one of the, one of the theories that I'd had in there, explaining mm -hmm. Nocris. But if Oryx that got brought back was from a different timeline, that would be. Hmm, that would well, be I, I mean, I mean, like brought back or brought forth. Well, I mean, depend. I mean, really, it could be both, I or either. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more like a brought forth, right? Mm -hmm. You bring in this so, like okay. alternate, yeah, right. So I wonder about that. But then you have to wonder: is there like a second Crota? Is there a second Oryx? I mean, there would there would have to be within the simulations. Well, no, 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 no. within the simulations, it's one thing. I mean, within our universe, if if the versions that we fought are external. Mm-hmm. Okay, so but that that thing goes into that actually caveat or that uh, ties in very well with my whole thing with Nocris. Segway. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> very nicely. So, if these individuals weren't the weren't the originals, like they, they these individuals were uh, were proxies that got substituted in. The last one, the last Oryx, is the one that had kids. At least the last Oryx that we know of is the one that had Ooh. kids, right? And then Nocris comes around and is like, oh yeah, hey dad, I had this ability to revive the dead. <laughs> like the whole, like the actual dead people. And Oryx is like, no, 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 that's a bad idea. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because God forbid, Nocris actually find the real Oryx. Brings him back. And brings back the real Oryx <laughs> after the replacements come in. Because then that Oryx would no shit have all the powers and the capabilities that the darkness had given him in the deep. Mm-hmm. So so this is this is so funny because as a ten as a tangential thought, I've always felt like Nocris was like doing his own thing with his necromancy. Which mm-hmm. is which is really like it's so funny that that we make what he does necromancy as opposed to like literally what the hive or guardians do, and and that's what I'm saying is like it, there's we've created a difference between those, and it's there's it's a difference that doesn't make sense, and we so that's, suddenly become okay with that. That's that's <laughs> so so yeah like put put a pin in that um but it's it's so funny we we have this problem. We have this problem with uh, with with Nakras, and it's just like I always feel like he's the Marsha Brady of the Oryx siblings. And for anyone who doesn't know who Marsha Brady is, at very least go watch the '90s movie, and you'll fucking get it. I'm not gonna make you go watch Nick at Night like I did when I was growing up, but but uh, you'll kind of understand. It's the middle child. Like it's just kind of like no matter what they do, like nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's who Nakris is, like especially in his current role. <laughs> mm-hmm. To to be honest with you. And so that's 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 really uh what 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 I wanted to uh what I wanted to kind of like point out. It's uh even even beyond now, like even if this isn't the last we see of Nakris in mm-hmm. recent events, like because like honestly like He's a necromancer. Like, who knows where he hit his death, right? Yep. Um, he's. It's like a fusion of like classic D and D necromancy and like hive magic. Well, yeah, and we know killing him doesn't do anything because that the whole point of the strike that's explained in the lore is that killing him over and over and over again is what power is what gave him the power to go through the portal into the ascendant realm to go see Sabathun. <laughs> so it's like he was deliberately coaxing us down there to fight him and kill him over and over and over again just so that he could use the killing logic and his ability to come back to prove and provide the power to actually create the portal to go back to seven well, did he did he did he suddenly like when we weren't paying attention become what everyone else like in different circumstances would perceive to be like sherlock holmes did he sherlock holmes us as far as what in what in what regard uh, in many of the Sherlock Holmes novels, films, and series, he will mm-hmm. do this thing where he goes undercover, mm-hmm. infiltrates, and then turns it on its ear. And so if Nakris is this guy, mm-hmm. 
he basically in the whole Mars campaign set us up so that he could just basically walk into the the ascendant yeah. realm and meet with Savathun. Like all that was was just to like get us to do his bidding. Yep. And that's why Savathun pulled him in there cuz she saw the cleverness to it. She saw what she saw what he was doing in the actual See, I feel like that sells him short. I feel like he did it and she acknowledged him once he was there. So she pulled him in. You know, you know he because what was it? I think he was on his way to Io, or he was trying to get to Io to uh, to actually go find Zol because he was hanging on to a uh, a parchment or a piece of worm hide that he was still using to gather power from the darkness, and he was on his way somewhere else. I for, I forget the exact evidence or exact one. I want to say it was Io, but I don't know for sure. And on his way there. Savathun snagged him and pulled him into the shore, or into the shores of her throne, or into uh, her ascendant playing area. I didn't think he was so much captured as as like delivered himself there. I didn't take it so much as he was at. I feel like the way I read this, like he wasn't. He wasn't so much a victim, right? Mm-hmm. I I I well, and and that isn't to say like Savathun isn't still, like, the master of machinations, right? Uh, this was just to say, like, I thought he was trying to pull, like, his own little ploy. He was. He de- he definitely was. He just... Mm. He... Sabathun was a little bit quicker. <laughs> quicker? Or, like... I, I always feel like with Sabathun, is was she quicker, or did she just, like, start earlier? So... I'm trying to find the uh, the actual entry where it talked about him. Um, maybe it's false. I think it's false, false idols. Yeah, I've got the here. Yeah, false idols is the one that talks about it. Um, I've got the link there. That's just yeah, re- reading reading it back. Yeah, it's the third paragraph in. Starts talking about how he uh, he meant to craft his own ascendant gate from the grave corpse legions of his risen brood. This is where he's talking about how all the we kept going down there into the strike and killing everything over and over and over again. Uh, ranks of Thrall rotted beneath the rim of Chitin, of Chitin. He drew upon the deep and let the latent tethers cling to Zol's sloth guide his will until he could mold reality around it. The bait was set. Agents of the sky were expected, and so they came with fury and fuel of death. They did as they were built to do. Obsequious, or yeah, obsequious yep. and domineering. They knew no other way but to cleanse that which stood in opposition to their arresting light. Their righteous carnage birthed Nocris's transition, and his snare drew watchful eyes from the take. Pick and throw. Yeah. The sky's vassals stormed the penumbral depths, and as they had done many times before, their fear of Zul's resurrection drove the fur see yeah. Drove their fur like searing irons into the back. Fear had twisted his purpose, his death, an offering that would seal the spell and create a pinprick piercing through which his soul could slip into the Ascendant Plane. But Guile was the language of a more ancient player, and she had taken notice of his cunning. She directed Nocris away from his destination to instead wash upon the shores of her court. So Nocris was trying to punch through, but Savathun was like, yep, you're coming this way. All I want to say is that mention of Guile just makes me think, Sonic Boom! Now I'm picturing Sabathun with a freaking high int- or with like a high reg that's like mm-hmm. three foot tall mm-hmm. and with a mm-hmm. triangle on top of it. Uh huh. And she's in the Air Force. 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. All she's more. got a flag tattoo on each arm that points the right way so she's not surrendering. <sighs> I, I hated that part. Like, it's like, okay, so what if the wind changes? <laughs> like, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to hurt you with that, but it changes, it changes. That's a, that's an upgrade. Okay, so going with that, in that same thing, she actually talks about how, how Nakra, or how she and her siblings, yeah. Let's see. Sabathun's voice converged onto him from every direction. You, you, a usurper, the first tugging at the end of the chain to act as a, are you, or am I to act as a distraction or await slaughter? Nakra's voice sunk with disappointment. No, as a thorn, you have circumvented the deep through forbidden sac- sacrament, and so you shall continue. The deep fears me, as we feared you. Ignorance keeps knowledge usurps. In this, you have found purpose in my court. So she actually admits that they that her and her siblings feared or her and the hive maybe feared Nocris for his capability to resurrect from the dead mm-hmm. and that it was it was against what the deep asks which is an interesting thing to bring up and say because a worm taught him how to do it so Correct. a worm is an, is supposed to we've always viewed them as like agents of the deep and yet this worm specifically taught Nakris something that goes against what the Deep has supposedly taught the rest of the Hive. It always seemed like Zol was the younger sibling that was a lot a uh, lot less stronger than than the rest of the rest of the worm worm gods. Which is, yeah, which is like which is exactly perfect in comparison to uh Nakris. Because mm-hmm. Nakris was also you know, he wasn't as good of a of a wizard as his sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't a knight or a king morph like his freaking brother Crota. For for me for me, I always thought of it was as a uh, sort of a different I mean, in, in this way I feel like Nagras was perhaps more uh, daring than his siblings. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a stab at a different take on the pyramid scheme that is the hive sword logic. Well, I th- with, with take... everyone tithing to everyone else, Nagras mm-hmm. basically set himself up by by tithing with Zol, basically having all these undead creatures then without needing a tithe or feed to themselves, mm-hmm. in no matter what they do, all feeding to him. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, I thought, like, he really just, like, came up with a different distribution scheme. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I could see that. Direct typing instead of... <laughs> yeah, like, 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 he had a direct marketing structure where, like, he collected all his undead and, and brought it back. Like, but again, like, that might be, that I, I, I'm sure that's oversimplifying it, um, but, like, that, that was always my take on, uh, on what he was doing. It'd be interesting to find out if there was actually anything as far as like the undeadness of the hive that he resurrected, like if the actual worms were brought back with them, which I think even in, in when you kill them in Mars, the worms are still active. Like the worms are still They writhe around, but you can still shoot them. Yeah. So like, I think that they get, they still get brought back with their worms and I'm wondering how much consciousness and actual free will they have, like, because, you know, with, with necromancers, usually when you think about it in, like, most every other version of them, 
the zombies that they create are usually within the full control of the necromancer. Correct. Um, Typically, they have no oh, yeah. will of their own. Right. And with this, it, the concern comes in is like, okay, you would if there's no control over their actual individuality and what they are doing, then you would think that that would go that the worms and the sacrament and everything like that would still go up through the normal chain. So he would have to take over essentially as their general and basically be like, you're, you're pushing your ties to me. That kind of thing. Does that make sense as far as like, essentially yeah. usurp, usurp the, the tithing chain directly to right. himself. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Like he's, he's, he's uh, changing the leadership, which part, part of me makes me wonder as far as the, because Again, this was him going to Mars. They said we're going to go to we're going to go take Mars, right? That was what his last words to Zol were before they before the next time we saw them on Mars itself. With that being said, that means a battle had already taken place on Mars with a bunch of hive that were slaughtered uh, and were dead. He was mm-hmm. going there to raise an army, which mm-hmm. makes me wonder if that was Crota's army that was destroyed his original one that whenever he invaded the first galaxy if that was the army that was raised during the first collapse and if that's the case was crota there when all that stuff happened as far as the collapse or what what general was leading that those hive uh-huh. yeah um and if that if that general was dead then it would be it would make sense that you could step into that and be like well now I'm your leader and they're like okay well our tithe goes to you now sir <laughs> so i would i would wonder about that um only because if there was a different leader that would have uh, you know like been part of that invasion i feel like what nagras crota like uh, what they're doing is um sort of more undertaking undercutting trying to like break away mm-hmm. from the from the tie from the the hierarchy that oryx had set up and the 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 three siblings had set up as opposed to so like whatever they're doing is this like tangential like branch like break off like a new idea of whatever the sword logic logic was uh prior to them from the original hierarchy even from Savathun like her her thing is all based on uh, secrets but even that like has like pretty basic rules when you really think about it right yeah and so that's that's that that's what I that's what I wonder about here that's all I meant to offer sorry no you're good and it's because it, it's it makes it definitely makes me question like what was what was the method that Nocris was trying to use if he was actually trying to sup or subvert the, the the sacrament as far as the worms and the tithing and everything like that. Uh, he was still giving a tithe to Zol. Correct. So we we know that that was still happening. So we knew he had to be at least receiving a tithe of some sort. The the only ones who really that the only hive that we know of that have tried to break legitimately break away from or try to come up with an idea that has broken away from the. Uh, subservience to the worms has been Savathun. The thing that I'm wondering, and what's as far as because I've noticed there's been a few different things that I've noticed regarding themes in certain levels that have come together uh, throughout throughout all of Destiny. 
uh, for instance, there's there's things that tie the Sabathun's strike or Sabathun's song strike to some of the stuff going on in the Dreaming City. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we may have uh, recorded an episode about that. Uh, I, I know. I'm not sure I listened to that one. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know about a show, but it may have been ours. So there's that, but then you also think about this. Sabathun has been involved with all kinds of wonderful things. And you start putting the puzzle pieces together of what kind of tools she has at her disposal right now. And one, this one that we now find out, she has the ability or she has knowledge of necromancy. And mm-hmm. I'd imagine that in this time period that we've been going about doing this, that was one of the things. And again, she said, your knowledge is what makes you an asset to this court. I don't, number one, I don't think Zol's quite dead yet. And if he is dead, I would imagine that Sabathun now probably knows how he's able to do his, perform his necromancy. Uh, there's obvious benefits to being able to resurrect things completely back from the dead. But think about some of the other things that we've run into her doing or some of the other involvements that she had back in Inquisition of the Damned, where you had the, the game of musical chairs uh, between the th- the two three, three wizards siblings. of the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now, Savathun has the ability to resurrect things from the dead, like the actual, like, recreate and re- reanimate dead bodies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the ability to pull the spirit from something and use that body as, a, as basically a container and take one soul out, Put it inside this container, take the other souls out of the other container, and put it in this one. Mm-hmm. Savathun now has the body, or now has the capability to resurrect Oryx's dead body and put her own soul inside of it. Ooh. <laughs> That's a doozy. <laughs> so you're saying, you're saying that crystallized body that was falling toward the body of Saturn? Mm hmm. Or. G- is it Saturn? Yeah. It'd be Saturn. Yeah. Yep. yep. So the actual body of Oryx, the one that freaking is net was falling away from the dreadnought and everything because after it was yanked out of the ascendant realm. So because once again, physical body and spiritual body were in the same place. Mm-hmm. So once it was yanked out of the ascendant realm because it was killed inside of there and falling towards Saturn, Savathun now has the capability and the knowledge to be able to take herself out of her own body and put herself into her brothers. Which sounds an awful lot like body, like the whole thing of redefining and reincarnation and everything like that that we were talking about it before. Which would essentially allow her to usurp all of Oryx's bloodline. <laughs> Brood. <Correct. laughs> it, it, would allow him to, it would allow her to have complete control over all of the Hive because yeah. he was the he was the top of the chain. Yep. Now, here's the other part about that. The in that same book, The Inquisition of the Damned, we learned about all the shit that was going on with the uh the Ammonite and and the, the thing I love about that whole like the uh thing. the slow bro, if I recall my Pokemon lore correctly. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> giant shelled freaking creatures (laughs) across the galaxy. And they just like Uh, bit onto these other assholes who dip their tails into their... No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm making a Pokemon joke. I'm sorry. The funny thing is, and the really funny thing is about that is like 
they list at the ammonite as a species and then describe them like they are ammonite, like the actual creatures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then on IO, it's it the shells that are on IO are uh -huh. ammonite shells. Uh -huh. So I'm sitting there looking at it like, this cannot be that big of a, like, come on. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so, but anyway, getting back to what we were, as far as the other part of it, you've got the ammonite Congress. And back in the books of sorrow, it actually talks about how they got into a war with the Ammonite and there was a, there was a few thousand years war and everything like that. And if you remember correctly, or if you remember back, Oryx's first death where he got sent to the ascendant realm was because Savathun killed him for seeking peace with the Ammonite. Correct. Right. And then we go into the inquisition of the damned and the inquisition of the damned recounts the, the, the discovery of the song of life song of death and how basically the planet of the ammonites was split in half by the song of death by this court or by this um this choir that was created mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and then you go back to the books of sorrow and it talks about how sabathun rendered everything dead they they annihilated the neutral ground and I'm wondering if Savathun isn't the actual, isn't the original defector. Ooh. I mean, wouldn't, Mike, that this... be, wouldn't that be the perfect lie? Well, here's the thing, though. At that point, freaking, it, that would have been the original Savathun, right? Mm -hmm. not, the, not the resurrected one or the redefined one. So what I'm wondering is, the real Savathun, when she died, did it make the imposter or the, the traitor, the one who sang the original death song, is that the one who got crowned as Savathun? Like, are you <laughs> saying like there's like a facsimile or? Like the one who originally created the choir, the one who originally sang it, that was not Savathun in this theory, Okay. Savathun was still her. She was still Savathun at that point in time when all this happened, when she killed Oryx and sent him to his ascendant plate. But the next deaths that happened were Savathun's and Zybor Wrath. Right? We don't hear anything about the death choir or anything after the point of Oryx getting killed and sent to the ascendant plate. Okay? We don't hear anything about that in the Books of Sorrow, but we hear about it in Inquisition of the Damned. So if there was any one death singer... That would probably be the one to be recognized for their stealthiness, their guile, their deceitfulness, and their and their capability as a wizard. I would probably pick the one that that actually perfected the death song, and it makes sense that that would be the one that would become Sabathun. I feel like there's like multiple. Sabathun's floating around. Not all of them are as good as the others. That would explain... Um, the Alpha Legion of Hive. <laughs> that would explain everybody being Sabathun in the tower. Do what? That would explain everybody being Sabathun in the tower. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, but they're all... Not not all Sabathuns are created equal. Mm -hmm. So, and here's the other part about that. With the whole... So there's... There's the re you got the whole thing with the resurrection for Nacris. You got the bringing them back from the dead. You got the body snatching thing that's going on in Inquisition of the Damned, and then also in Inquisition of the Damned, the Song of Life, 
thing that's brought in there mm-hmm. as far as bringing being able to bring creation and all that stuff in there towards the end of the inquisition of the dam we learned that they're trying to recreate the choir correct so whatever Savathun's ending is she's trying to recreate this death choir and I'm trying to figure in my mind at this point I'm trying to logic out the reasoning behind it is it just so that she can destroy earth because it doesn't make sense really when you think about it that and like I get the final shape and everything like that trying to eradicate it but why go through the why go through the trouble of trying to create this the choir just for the ability to destroy one planet. Because that's really what she's trying to do, or would be trying to do if she's trying to resurrect the choir, is be able to use that weapon to destroy, to do the same thing to and, the human being race. Or well, human race and race who race. does that sound like? Mm, Savathun? The Traveler. The Traveler? That's what he tried to do, that's what the Traveler, not he or they. That's what the traveler chatted to the fundament. So, but that's the thing, though, is that they the traveler didn't say that it did that. It the traveler didn't do that actually, if I remember correctly from uh, the fundament things. That was actually the dark or the worms reaching out using the darkness and gravity and gravity to manipulate. Well, it 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 brought all the <laughs> beings that were on fundament to there. That's attributed to the uh, the deep. Or the the worms that that are there, but uh, the destruction of fundament is what I was going for. Right, but uh, but that, that again goes back to it's like okay, which came first, the chicken or the egg, kind of thing. Because the whole reason why the worms were pulling the, all of those civilizations there were to free them, and the whole reason why they were there in the first place is because the light put them there. Well, if if I mean the only to be fair, the only side of that story we've ever heard is the worms. Correct. Yeah, so we don't we don't really know like the exact mm-hmm. the exact circumstances that happened prior to the hive. So yeah, that is one thing. Now that the traveler is awake, that I would love to hear about. Yeah, like, like Travi Trav, tell me about this fundament. What were you doing there? <laughs> Sorry, I'm super familiar with the with with the with the traveler since I awoke it and it spoke directly to me as the guardian. <laughs> I feel super comfy in being like, "Hey, my man, Travi Trav, tell me about your machinations." I wish to know. You are Finchurch as your champion. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Fenchurch is way more familiar. Hey, 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 I was going to say, I was going to say, to, uh, to wit to our, uh, guest, Fenchurch is way more familiar as he's been inside the Traveler. Yes, he's been deep inside the Traveler. I mean, deeper than anyone I know. Yeah, he got all up in there. Or, or, or down in there, like, who's to say? I don't know where Fenchurch... His point of entry was. His his hands are in many soups. I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Up, down, left, right, cats and dogs living together? What's the world coming to? (laughs) It's Fenchurch. That's what it's coming to. Enter the Traveler. (laughs) 
<laughs> Literally. <laughs> no pun, but seriously intended. <laughs> I wonder if it went in, if you went in through the crack. <laughs> Nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> Fenchurch as a gentleman went in through the crevasse. Oh my. <laughs> That's what the traveler said. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Can all right? I'm gonna coin that. Like, because I haven't heard anyone say that's what the traveler said. <laughs> so there's got to be a reference to Fincher. Like, that's what the traveler said to Finchurch, or just that's what the traveler said. That's up to you. That's up to you, the listener, to decide. Very well. <laughs> because fans, it's a lot of power. Yeah, that's that's why no one man should have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the traveler said. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. But not to the speaker. I feel like that needs to be a thing now. <laughs> I I'm That's saying what the traveler said. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the traveler said. <laughs> you heard it here first. Look at me. I'm the, I'm the speaker now. <laughs> Your mom goes to the speaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail you though. The pit church touched you. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. If 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 we're gonna do that, defend church, habeas corpus. <laughs> Fucking produce Fen Church. <laughs> I don't think he's real. I think he's a scapegoat. For yeah, Ava, for for his niece. Yeah. I think he's a scapegoat for Tess Everett. I don't think he ever existed. I think everything violating the traveler that he ever did was perpetrated by her. You think she perpetrated it? I don't. I mean, produce Fenchurch. It was the name of generating cosmetics, so we're all good with it. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> The nitty gritty. Started the, with all of that the nitty gritty as... theory committee. Yeah, the nitty gritty theory committee. I love it. I'm actually surprised I actually managed to say that in the first try. <laughs> um... <laughs> nice. So, well, at least you don't know me a cook. <laughs> so the theory is that the second death that the hive experienced, the one that takes place in the ascendant realm, is actually a by name on... or by name and by power only resurrection, not an actual consciousness resurrection so that is that is the theory that is what i'm going off of as far as why so many of these things as far as like nakras being able to resurrect the truly dead and you know all all this other stuff that savathun is starting to gather up power for specifically um that's what i think that all of this is starting to add up to is that the the second death that the hive experience isn't really one that can be brought back from it's one that you have to recover from, essentially. So, what about what about through ritual? So, as far as hive ritual goes, that we've seen the only deaths that we've seen come back, like actually seen, come back through ritual, are one nightmares, which to to me does not count as an actual death. That's no, a memory that has given life. Yep. 
Um, we've seen Crota brought back, but he was also in the Ascendant plane. We have not seen him brought back from death in the Ascendant plane. So oh I, no, no, no. I, I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean he was brought back. I just mean his uh, sisters, when mm-hmm. Taken King came about, were trying to bring back Crota's Oversoul so that they could resurrect him. I, I was just going to say, the, to add credence to Wicked's theory, Crota had the difference of an Oversoul versus a traditional um, Ascendant, uh, a Throne World type type of scenario. Mm-hmm. The ascent, the over or the oversoul could have itself been a protection for Kronos' actual soul. So here's here's the it's, other end of that. It's a triumvirate, though, isn't it? They weren't trying to bring him back. They weren't trying to bring him back in the, in that episode or in that whole thing. Because oh. if you remember correctly, the so whenever we destroyed Crota originally in the actual D two or in the D one campaign, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's when we blew up the crystal. Yep. All right. That's when that's when the the crystal that was spinning around in the air and everything like that and it had Crota's freaking glowy self in, inside the little crystal. That was mm-hmm. the mission for killing Crota in the first place. The second time that we encountered Crota was actually in his throne world with the Oversoul behind him that was glowy and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And we actually had to kill the the, the Oversoul. Mm-hmm. Now, when we go and encounter him in Taken King. His oversoul, if you look in the back, and it, you'll see this on my video, if you look at it, the point where the sisters are there, they're preparing his body, and they're preparing him, his soul, for the next realm. It's, it's, they're not preparing him for resurrection. They're yeah. not preparing for resurrection. They're preparing him for moving on to the Correct. next life or whatever, whatever next destination is. His oversoul is gone. Yeah, our, our whole... Our whole objective there is to become ascendant from that mission. It's it's nothing to interrupt a ritual from from the hive. They right. can steal yeah. his steal part of his essence so that we can be recognized as ascendant. Yeah. Well, but you're interrupting the sisters, like you are oh, yeah, interrupting yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, like you are doing that, whether it's your mission or not. Like you yeah. are doing it. Like. Oh yeah, you definitely piss all over their ceremony. All mine, mine. This is mine now. You're a white woman, <laughs> and this mine. is Brooklyn. <laughs> to steal so. someone else's comedy who I can't remember, but that's not our comedy. <laughs> Just maybe but, it'll so be we, in the notes, but like anyone listening to this be like be like, yeah, that was not their comedy. So and so we end up messing up their ceremony. We take the take the soul of Kuroda and or the whatever's making essence. him Yeah. Yeah, his essence of uh Kuroda. And maybe <laughs> that's Ole. Well, in, yes. in, in all honesty, maybe that's what like what what we see as far as his uh, as the defined self that I talked about in my video. His genesis. Maybe that's what preparing. All right, because the the oversoul in my in the in the video that I cover, the oversoul is the protection, just like Bagel said, as far as your defined self. Like, what is it in reality that defines your effect on everything else around it? So this essence that they have. When it says prepared for the next life, and again, think about that. Like it's prepared; they're preparing him for the next life. Like, are they talking about a resurrection, or are they talking about putting that essence into somebody else? Like, there's a there's enough room to navigate there where it's like, okay, they could be saying, okay, well, the next realm, as far as like they're going to disperse his essence, but if they have something of him to be brought back into something else, they could be talking about putting it into 
another being or putting it into something else. Some other champion that would essentially assume the mantle of Crota. Exactly, and that and that's actually what we in, what we see in Inquisition of the Dam too, where they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, we want another champion to stand up and take over the hive and everything else." Only thing is, they can't give them the essence of Oryx or Crota because we killed it. <laughs> that makes them sound like Shazam. Kinda. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you can find it, and if you're worthy. Maybe you can hold the powers of Shazam. Mm-hmm. But instead of Shazam, it's actually like a death necropolis wizard. <laughs> so here's another here's another good here's another big one that when I looked at it and I, I had to do a double take on it. Um one of the things that Oryx talks about, and this is uh, I think it's the card it's the one where Oryx gets named his son, uh, Eater of Hope. Sure. In the card Eater of Hope, Oryx talks about all the struggles that he had to go through in order to get back to the point where he could actually create Spawn. He talks about beating Savathun and basically choking off her her capabilities. He talks about beating Zybu Arath and poisoning stuff. And if, Number one, if you listen to those two reasonings, it sounds like he uses Zybu Arath's strengths to beat Savathun, and then he uses... Savathun's wisdom or cunning in order to beat Zybo Roth, which it goes back again to, he still has their capabilities. He still has the proven logics that he's better at that than them. So if he brought them back, how would he still have that? Second thing, or third thing, after he mentions killing, or you know, basically making it to where Zybo Roth and Savathun could not challenge him, he said, I went and arranged my lineages to ensure that I would remain the strongest of the hive. Now, lineage refers to family. It's mm-hmm. talking about your bloodline and your your pedigree. Descendants. Potentially, also your parents. Because you think about it, older hive would should be more powerful than younger hive. Unless those younger hive have... Oh, like surpass him as far as a knight morph or a king morph or something like that. Now he arranged his lineages. Think about how when the hive have children, we automatically think of like Crota and or Crota and the sisters and Nocris as Oryx's only children. But when you think about it, that that takes everything else. Like what? Did, where did they start at? They didn't start as knights. They didn't start as witches. They didn't or wizards. They didn't start as uh, King Morse. All the hive that we know of, there's nothing that contradicts it. They still have to start at Thrall. And work their way up. And work their way up. They 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 have to prove that Thrall strength. So there's what is to say that this point where it says Eater of Worlds, this ceremony that's happening where he hands him a sword. Can you imagine Oryx himself Walking over to a thrall <laughs> and handing him that big ass sword and being like, oh, "I'm going to give you this." Where, or do you see Oryx walking down into the fighting pits, just like the sisters were overlooking in Inquisition of the Damned, seeing a champion standing over top of all the numerous dead and killed that he's just beaten, proving his worth as a as the Oryx's son. 
I I submit I submit a third possible scenario of Oryx tossing his sword into a pit of thrall. You're talking like a bridesmaid just sitting there with her freaking garter and she just shoots it out. And... <laughs> oh no 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 no! Because that that implies a celebration. No no no! He just he just tosses this. He just tosses this into a pit and of his kids, and he's like, "All right, like only one of you gets to carry it." And I mean, and Crota slugged his way. Throws the bouquet, dude. They don't uh, act like it's a celebration when when those women start fighting for that shit. It's this is why you get eloped. Throat, dude. This is why you get eloped. Oh, oh, the conversation. <laughs> this is why none of the hive married in. In, in ceremony. Seriously, I've watched that shit and somebody almost lost a fucking eye. <laughs> like, I mean, that's why you got two of them, right? So you can get married in and also catch the bouquet. But I, I do think your point is valid here, Wicked, in the fact that it it doesn't necessarily mean that Crota is directly Oryx's son or either of his quote-unquote daughters in Iraluk or Hanuk are... Um, are physically his direct children mm-hmm. as as more so that they are um members of his brood that rose up at, through the ranks and became champions of champions right and, and i'm not saying that they wouldn't be his direct children either i'm just saying as far as like they they themselves everything starts at the bottom and they have to mm-hmm. prove themselves on their way up so it could be his direct spawn it, and i would i would highly i would think at least personally that more than likely, I would say he is one of the direct spawn because that was once something that was mentioned in that card was that I cre- I had a mother and one of those spawn was you. So I'm not putting it out of the, out out there that Crota was not a direct descendant of Oryx. What I am saying is that the four siblings that were recognized under Crota were not the only ones sure. that were created. Like, it would not surprise me if Alakul was also a child of Oryx. It would not surprise me if, you know, some of the acolytes that we see and that we fight are children of Oryx, like direct descendants. They mm-hmm. just haven't proven themselves. Correct. My name is Alakul, and I'm a child of Oryx. I have been denied. Any benefits? I believe it's my right to the Taken Throne. Uh, yes, I would like to raise an army. If you would like to support a child of Oryx like me, you can call 1-900 Ascendant Realm Babies. 1-900 Ascendant Babies dot com <laughs> yeah. I, like to, I like to imagine that instead of uh, like Sarah McLaughlin there, it's actually just like Metallica. <laughs> just like... Uh, Rip Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> Since you wanted to talk about metal bands, I know Eddie Van Halen wasn't in Metallica, don't at me. <laughs> but like, I just heard like, oh, like metal guitarist, and I was immediately like, oh, Rip Eddie Van Halen. Singing yeah, no. the song. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah, no, Eddie Van Halen is who's singing the Cryway song. Choked on her monster. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's who I envision singing it, not playing guitar, just singing nice. it. With a cigar oh. out of his mouth while he plays guitar to another <laughs> song that you can't hear. Oh, God. 
Like he's actually being really good in the other song, but he's well, singing for you. Yeah, there you go. That's why he immigrated to sing bullshit. No, that's uh, that's not. I don't mean to misrepresent. Destiny. Yeah, <laughs> and Destiny. It's 100%. It's all why the 80s existed. It was just for this moment. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> on a more serious note, on a more serious note. Alright, so if, 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 if all of Oryx's children are champions of his brood, while that does play into sword logic, mm-hmm. when do they get a name? So... And this is actually a great question for Greater Hive, like, logic right do you have to ascend like acolytes don't have a name when do you get named it seems to come like at that next step like when you get into that like mid middle management status look at all the ones that have the names that are actually named legitimately named knights or legitimately named characters they're all either knight morphs king morphs or wizards. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh! I also want to add out there though, um, Nakris, individual morph. But I also want to add that all of those morphs are deviations of the original Krill. I'm not saying you guys didn't know that, but like I don't know if we mentioned that in this episode um, of the original Krill morphs. And mm-hmm. the fact that both Oryx and Nakris seem to be able to deviate from those morphs. Does that mean the Hiver or or even the Krill are bound to them? Or, like, what does that mean, do you think? Well, or- Oryx took the King Morph. Yeah, but he created that. Mm, did he? Yeah, because he didn't consume his father. What? Okay, so where where in the in the whole where did it say that you have to consume your father in order to be the king morph? I thought that's how you became the king morph. That's why it's, that's why their father was all like, because their people were like eaten by the other peoples. So and here's the here's the other thing, and something that I think is kind of funny, mm-hmm. the idea of Oryx eating his father, ah! that actually happened when Oryx went into the deep during his visions, he ate his father and his sisters tore up the path behind him. So. I mean. (laughs) So it could be a recollection of things that occurred, or it could be a a taste of of... things to come. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) No, pun superintendent. I'm not gonna... <laughs> Oh yeah. I'm not superintendent. <laughs> but so but that's the thing is that there's multiple king morphs though. So you had let's the I wanna say the uh, war priest was a king morph variant. There's multiple variants of the different king morphs. I know the one that was taken of uh that was a child of Sabathun. Do you remember that one? Like right before D two launched? Uh, and we, we had to fight. We had to fight it. It was a semi-taking king morph that was inside of the. Oh, it was the the, the freaking signal room for Oryx that had the th- the, Ooh, the technological. Sure. Yeah, you know yeah. Um, that was also a, that was a king morph. 
And he was, and, and just because you're a king morph does not mean you're necessarily king. It just means that you are. That's what you're going for. That's what you, you're. You are a. Your goal. You're an aspiring. That's your major. Exactly. You're, you're, an, you're an aspiring champion. That's, that's yeah. basically the. This is my major. Hi guys. Like I know that I'm not an actual doctor, but and then you think about that. I've think been. Of- I'm a first year undergrad medical student, and I just want to say gluten is bad. <laughs> it's all I want. I'm here. Like I've learned a lot, and. Call me soft mark. That's okay. You know what that means? You know what that, to me that says is everybody who picks night morph is just like, I'm here to make friends. I'm not here to win. <laughs> like, you're, I mean, honestly, like if, if you wanted to be by yourself, you wouldn't be in the hive. <laughs> Unless you're not Chris. I mean, even he wasn't by himself. Every no, yeah, it was him, the worm, and everyone else was dead. <laughs> and then even the worm was just like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> oh yeah, no, the, the worm, the worm ditched his ass real hard. Like, and I like how they laugh at us. Like, oh, you think you killed the worm? Like, no, I think the worm summoned himself like a jackalope, asshole. And then flopped around on a thing to where he was just like, you know what? I don't actually have a lot of power here. Go away. You know what? I think I'd rather be a sniper rifle. Yeah. That's goal, right? Yeah. I'm just gonna, you know what, guys? I'm just gonna change careers. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave this life behind. The economy's change. And I am, I am a, I am a business worm. And I just really want to. It's not. It's not for me to decide what the people want. <laughs> and so, I've opened up a new workshop. We sell bicycles. What? <laughs> I don't know where you're going now, Taylor. Um, that's what Nacris did. I'm sorry if you, <laughs> you didn't read. I, I'm yourself? sorry if you didn't read the lore, Bagels. Oh shit! I missed, I missed <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you didn't bone up for this podcast. <laughs> this very special, important. You put podcast. me in the direction of that one. No, like, one. like my charisma checks aside, there is no entry in lore where that ever happened. I'm just full of horseshit <laughs> at this point. Confident though I sound. <laughs> Um, about Nagra's affiliation. <laughs> there. Oh. Um, okay. okay. All right. So, 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 so for this, so for this to work, um, mm-hmm. is there any question of what other hive bodies are doing? Like, I know uh, Zivarath and Savathun, or I'm sorry, Savathun is a very popular one. But like, what about Zivarath? Uh, like, uh, the former hive was a triumvirate where all three siblings, uh, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like shared, shared an equal of power. And Mm -hmm. once you knocked out Oryx, it seems like Sabathun has assumed that, but like, what is the other leg of that stool doing in this theory? Like, how does that work? So that goes back to the whole thing of that I was talking about as far as the, 
you know, who became Oryx. And the idea that, you know, with Sabathun being who she is, the Queen of Lies and all that other good stuff, she's going to go on with this whole thing of, you know, the Hive are completely immortal and this, that, and the other thing. But the person who resurrected Oryx, by definition, was the replacement for Zybor Wrath. So either, again, so that's where she fits into this theory, where it's either she found another another King Morph to replace Oryx, or she herself became Oryx. Wait, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, there was a replacement for Zebra Wrath? The replacement that was originally meant for Zebra Wrath that was defined when Oryx first killed Sabathun and Zyvo, right? Okay. They made them they made replacements, right? Then Zybura Wrath is the one that defined Oryx back. She says, I, I feel like I would be stronger with Oryx here. So, there's, so, and she said, thus I defined him. So either she defined him and became him, or she found another king morph to become that. If she found another king morph to become that, then yeah, she's still running around somewhere in the galaxy getting stronger and stronger. If she didn't find somebody else to replace Oryx, then that means that the Oryx we killed was actually the Zybu Arath replacement. Why would Zibu do that as opposed to Sabathun? Because Sabathun would not be able to... Or, so, Zivu herself in the book is the one that that wanted Oryx back. Zivu is the one that said that she would be stronger if she had Oryx to fight. Because Zivu, again, you got to think about, is the master of war. Uh-huh. Sabathun is going to be very deceptive, but she's not going to be engaged in a lot of hand-to-hand combat and a lot of physical stuff. She's going to be engaged in a lot of mind warfare and subterfuge. Mm-hmm. That's not where... While Zybu Arath does get her powers from, or does get her tribute from war, that kind of a war is long and drawn out. She's not going to be able to get the kind of sustenance for her worm that she needs in order to keep up with Sabathun, if Sabathun's just sitting there being like, oh, I'm just tricky. <laughs> she needs, Zyborath needs actual war. You sickness. leave Destiny's Hocus Pocus alone. I mean... <laughs> she, she She's going to show up here in a month or two, and she's going to teach us to bake cookies again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You show her some respect. Uh-huh. Grandma Sabathun. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma Sabathun. There. Grandma I've combined Thun. the thing. For you know you. what? I'm sorry, but every every time I see her, and I, I don't know if it's the devs intentionally screwing with people, <clears throat> but her lines get bloodthirstier and bloodthirstier every single time. And if you really think about it, one of her lines that happens during this, or that's been happening lately whenever she comes out, is, I never thought I'd live to see the darkness return. <sighs> think about when the, think about when the light, yeah, think about when the last time the darkness was here was during the collapse. During well, the collapse, ooh. I was here. I feel no, like, I, I feel like that's, alright, but like, I feel like an evangelical could say that about the rapture, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that it's just like, okay, yeah, whatever. But think about it, like how easily that could be twisted into a different verse. 
And I realize that by even mentioning this conjecture that, that I'm giving Sabatoon to more power and other <laughs> But stop saying her name. It's like Jeez. Alexa. Once you start saying her name, she knows like where you're at. Mm-hmm. And she's recording so, everything. Okay, so that was actually one of the other things I was talking to uh, uh, Green Eyed Musical Lover about not too long ago. Was mm. the idea of freaking uh, basically by assuming that she's a part of everything, you're giving her more power. So the only way to really combat her is to leave her out. Wait, wait, wait. On that note, mm-hmm. I'm taking this chance to let's do a commercial break commercial break (laughs) by doing something completely different at this point in time (laughs) we're combating sabathun so you're welcome listeners starting now hi are you feeling lonely Are you tired of spending all those cold nights in caves after a firefight all by your lonesome? So worked up and sweaty, with no one to keep you company. Then maybe it's time you take me for a spin on your next adventure into the dark. My name, Super Good. Oh, I know. (laughs) It's not as sexy a name as those other weapons. But I know how to treat you right. Take this massive weapon in hand and let me punish your enemies in combat. Just shoot my hot payload all over them. And after we're done cleaning up, we can cuddle by the fireside. Whisper sweet nothings to each other while you polish my barrel. Super good advice. The weapon that speaks for itself. Though you wish it wouldn't. (laughs) You heard it here first. On the SpinFoilTheoryPodcast.com That's not a real dot com. Please don't go there. <laughs> we can't. We can't. We can't afford to register it. Please don't go to that website. <laughs> I, I don't want to give traffic to not us. So please, please don't do that. But uh, um, Wicked, Wicked, are there are there any other like how how deep does this theory spin? So are we even uh, there yet? Like, like, uh, I just want to know, like, when does it become Kevin Bacon? (laughs) So the, the point where it becomes Kevin Bacon is once we start realizing that Oryx is an entity that steps beyond both the normal physical realm, the ascendant realm and the realm of, you know, actual time and space, because he's actually had the capability of being able to travel between the Vex dimensions and the different timelines. So he can actually appear in this timeline. And due to the fact that Sabathun has the ability to rearrange bodies and move souls over, that in fact, in reality, the entire plan of Sabathun is to replant Orcs' soul within Kevin Bacon and consume our society from within. Oh, okay. All right, so, so I got to dock some points. You only had 
like four degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and I really needed you to connect that to the first Jason movie. And you didn't do that, so like I'm just gonna have to dock you some points. Okay. Give it a nine point four. I you know ooh, a nine point four dock. Okay, I will dock <laughs> nine point four points brutal, from his brutal. like. Hey, you know, Bagels dictated it, and honestly, he owns the server, <laughs> and there's not a lot I can do about that. Like, I just, I just work here. I know, I know, I really like to talk a big game, but. <laughs> Honestly, at the end of the day, like this is all the bagels. Like he scripts my all my, all of my antics. <laughs> yes, clearly. <laughs> like feeding him literally, literally all of prediction skills. <laughs> Yeah, like, like honestly, I'm not even here. The bagels is have been ventriloquisting me this whole time. I really just been ventriloqu- ventriloquisting you. Yeah. I'm, I'm really just the vex. I, I, I'm just, I'm just really simulating Taylor. Uh, wait, wait, bagels. Comes on real, real question is, bagels, is bagels, 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 right bagels. Drink some water while I sing the alphabet. What? That, that's the <laughs> ultimate ventriloquist trick. Is that? Oh, like... <laughs> okay. Drink some water while I sing. <laughs> it is done. Uh, all right, that is what? the end of it. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Not to get totally derailed. So <laughs> in this in this super special send-off episode, yeah. That we've all been competitively drinking <laughs> during <laughs> We're not professionals at Destiny Lore. We're professionals at drinking. Yeah, you guys thought this that's that's what made this episode special. Was that the party was in our mouth and all the drinks were invited. Uh, I was wondering where you were gonna end that one. <laughs> I know, I was just on the side of wholesome and don't have to be censored by any of yeah. my proud my proud uh, purveyors of my show. Yeah. That I also am in a partner with the Bagels. I keep sorry, I keep calling it my show Bagels, sorry. <laughs> it's our I, show, baby. It, it is. <laughs> drunk enough uh, where I don't care. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh-huh. Nice. Um <sighs> Getting back, getting back, getting back to the theory at hand. Um, For me, the things that bring me pause Mm -hmm. are the hierarchy of the sword logic. And so you have, honestly, if, as I see it, it's one great big pyramid scheme, that is now a splintered scheme. So even when you go into Crota's daughters, they're kind of doing their own thing right now. And I think they're perhaps being manipulated. Mm-hmm. Pretty evidently. On top of that, um, though they're arguably the last year the most in-your-face, I think the Hive might actually, 
for what it's worth, the Hive, not like the darkness, air quotes. I think the Hive mm-hmm. might actually be the faction that's in the weakest spot. Uh, I would say the Hidden Swarm, definitely. Yeah, the Hidden Swarm is in a real bad spot. Yeah, they're, anybody in Oryx's brood is kind of up shit creek without a paddle right now. I would definitely agree with that one. I'm not sure about Zyvu or Wrath. <laughs> up or... up Oversoul Creek without an over paddle? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why, yes. <laughs> this is the only way we talk about it here in the Oversoul. <laughs> make, make sure to put your pinky to your mouth when you say it, yeah? <laughs> Yes, this is the only way. <laughs> we laugh at the little common hive. Oh yeah, oh yes. What has befallen you on the Oversoul Creek? Oh, this is very funny to me on the shore. <laughs> Sorry to any of our fans who talk like that without any fault of their own. Oh god. If you review us poorly, I understand. <laughs> Just at Taylor. <laughs> Actually, that was Bagels the whole time he threw his voice. Exactly. And I, 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 I can actually throw it over other people's mics. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 his level of ventriloquism. <laughs> it's it's the technology. It's viral, really. Yeah. Viral, viral virus. Yeah, viral virus. Yeah, there we go. I was Sabathun all along. Oh my! You weren't suspecting that, were you? I mean, kind of. He's been Sabathun all along, and he's had his hand inside Taylor. Oh, whoa, whoa! Yeah, did you confuse the ventriloquist with the puppeteer? Why not both? Is, is there a difference? Yes. Really? Yes, there is. There is a very important difference. <laughs> there is a very important difference here. You called him a ventriloquist. A ventriloquist usually is the one with his hand up there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't pay a lot of attention to where people's hands go. Okay. <laughs> I'm not that type of You're caster. You're just along for the ride. I'm not that type of caster. No, no, I stand firmly. I'm not taking a ride. I'll have you know. This is not... That's right. Alright, everybody, that was a great podcast. I think we're going to end on... Um, on... On that note... No, 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 no. Uh, more, more seriously... Um, the whole idea of the hive having this hierarchy, it's like they either have it or they don't, right? So Mm -hmm. if people can break off and do their own thing and have their own influences, what are they tithed to? Because for Nocris to do it, he had to find another worm god. So what's Mm -hmm. Crota or these other bodies doing? Because, honestly, either Oryx was their worm god because he slew Aka, but then we killed him. So they're either SOL or they found someone new. So we Oryx killed Aka, but Aka was still existent in as far as his ship. Like he was basically, a, he was essentially, as far as the worm gods themselves, they were still tithing to the other wor- remaining worm gods and still, in a way, to Aka. 
who still existed as the ship. Akka was slain, and that's what empowered Oryx to ascend to the Taken King. Correct, but so was Zol, and yet he was able to take another shape. We we defeated Zol no. and killed him via the sword logic. But Zol's in a separate tower. <laughs> hmm? What? Zol has nothing to do with the other worm. Zol is a separate tower of of darkness of hive energy whatever you want to call it well, that is a separate sent, we're assuming they only sent their tithe to one god to one worm god no like i and, and and for your argument like earlier like yes we were assuming they could only send it to one worm god zol being another worm god i they were never like the hive are a pyramid scheme right and so the only way to branch off from that is to find a new patron at the top, right? To like to come out from the bottom, oh. and that's what that's what like hear me out, like that's what that's what uh, Nakris had to do. He had to find a new worm god to build himself out of, because like whether whether Akka's gone or not, mm-hmm. if Oryx slew him and ascended to like a new level of like taking king godhood, because like you know a lot of people like to say we slew a god. Um, like he, he, he supplanted that. And so for what Nakris, he had to break off. So if, if Oryx is gone and Akka and Sol is gone, who are these guys branching off to? Like who, who, like, how are they separating from the old hierarchy? So the worm gods are still there. So, okay. So I think, if, I think I see what you're saying. And I think I have a solution and an answer for what you're saying. So the worm gods themselves, whenever the hive are worshiping the worms, the way I see the pyramid scheme is that there isn't any one of those worms at the top. They exist as a group at the top of the pyramid scheme. And they're all eating from this offering that uh, the hive are giving them. When Zol and Nakris broke away, Zol left the collective that was those worm gods that were at the top of the pyramid, he left that and went to receive solely Z- or Nakris's um, offering. So he was, they, they both left the pyramid scheme. It still remained a pyramid scheme, but they basically took their own little pyramid out of the big pyramid scheme to create their own. So when, when, uh, or the pyramid killed, scheme within the pyramid scheme. Yeah. It's a pyramid scheme within a pyramid scheme, but it got removed twice over. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're not related. They're they're like totally different cousins. <laughs> it's legal. It's legal in mo- in most states. I'm just gonna say that. Um, we're on Mars. Yeah, at least on Mars. Everything's legal <laughs> but, in Mars. But when when and Orcs killed Akka, he didn't get rid of the top of the pyramid because the other worm gods are still there as a group. He just got rid of the strongest of the worm gods. Does that make sense? So they they're all like the the worm gods themselves. They all have their own little like pecking order between them. But there was nothing as far as who gets what. As far as like this worm god is the one that gets all of our tribute. They worshipped the worm gods in their entirety, like all of them did. That's so, always how I've interpreted it as well. It's it's kind of a a pooling of tribute up to the worm gods as a mm-hmm. as a whole instead of individual. Yeah, there have been times where different hive have specifically done something that
that has fed one specific worm god, but I don't think the entire tithe is only ever to that one worm god. I think it's it you it usually ends up getting split apart at the top. Of the I pyramid. see. I, I I viewed it. I viewed it fundamentally differently. So for me, I always viewed it. If you as, think about it that way, there's only ever been three sisters. So with it was there a triumph yeah. three worm gods. If there's more than three worm gods, that means at least three of them were starving. No, but only 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 one talked to them. The other worm gods are doing their own thing. It's, it's, it's like it's like it's like uh, you have to visit. If you go to the bank to to go for a loan, there's more than one manager, but only one manager talks to you. Yes. But like, all of them have their hands on the money. No, but like that doesn't mean so that that's a manager you never talk to then. Like okay, so I'm, I'm not saying that. Like just because those those worm gods are the ones we hear about, that doesn't mean that was the end of the hierarchy. That that for like honestly, as far as I'm concerned, especially now that the darkness is creeping in, like that's middle management. Like oh, yes, so so I don't think that the that the the tithe necessarily has anything to do with the darkness. Correct. I think that is something that is specifically tied to the worm gods. I don't mm-hmm. think that has anything to do or goes beyond anything to do with the worm gods. And the sure. reason why I think that is because that's that's where the whole thing with the tying in to the relation with the Ahamkara, where you've got the Ahamkara survive and thrive off of feeding off of an individual's will and their and the differences between the the uh, will and actual existence. Correct, and the and the and the variations there within, or the ones that don't exist, and eating those non realities. Whereas the worm gods, they survive and thrive off of the embodiment or the exemplification of concept and will. So that's where that's where I think that as far as the tithing comes from, it's not necessarily something that goes to the darkness. I don't think any it, the tithe ever went above the worms. Correct. It's just the the lessons and the theology of the darkness and the and how they live their life that went above them in the pecking order as far as hey, this is the ranking system. I always took the worm gods as trying to emulate the um the darkness in the sense of the the perfect survivor mm-hmm. that ba- basically is, is the cockroaches the... of 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 uh of uh paracausality I, I don't think cockroach is quite the right term in the sense that Leech? they are the the true perfect survivor it's cockroaches basically embodied just the pure survival aspect whereas the conquerors of the universe are what's designed to be the the hive tr- uh, perfection form the 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 perfect embodiment of surviving all other life forms in the universe. If that makes sense. I mean, it does. I, I I think for me, the the hierarchy of the the hive specifically with with the worm gods, I think. Well, I think one, uh, especially as displayed by what we, uh, you know, like air quotes here in the in the edges about Sabathun, I think they're uh, irrevocably uh, tied to the Worm Gods. I think that's their only known access to the darkness, and I think they're trying to find different ways to get there, uh, at least in some camps. Uh Others seem fine with it, like, honestly, like, until we hear from Ziva Wrath, I assume she's having a grand time causing war throughout the, the, the universe. 
Like, yeah, I just imagine she went the other direction from wherever the Traveler went, which is like, I'm just going to tear shit up. Well, just me. according to Zaibu, she said that all of war is her throne. So pretty, and this this is one of one of the arguments I've had with everybody else. Everyone's like, nah, Zaibu is the weakness. She's the weakest. She's the youngest. Every single thing that we have done has powered Zaibu. If if you're talking about tribute, if you're talking about like the tithe and everything like that, how many thrall we've killed in acts of war? If she gets empowered or if she receives her tithe by the enactment of war, think about that. We've been feeding her since the launch of day one. So Zebrath is the traveler confirmed. I. I guess if you have to look at if you have to look at Sabathun and the empowerment of her via our our questioning of what her plan is as as empowering her, why not look at Zebrath the same way? That's basically what you're trying to argue, right? Yeah. Can you so if if Sabathun can wrap herself in in Embaru with the whole thing of if. Any question from it doesn't matter if it's hive or not, but if I could wrap if she can wrap her existence and her whole thing around causing anyone to question whether or not she is behind or she is involved with the project, if Sabbath or Zaibu Arath can take the same concept away from the hive, where it's like, okay, not only is it when the hive do it. But any act of war at all whatsoever from any species empowers me. I am the I am the embodiment of war. And she were to do the exact same thing as what Sabathun is doing with like cunning and lying and everything, she'd be easily the most easily, powerful, at least physically, the most powerful hive and most power, probably the most powerful being we've ever come across, at least what, physically. What's interesting though is the way to defeat. War it would be circumvent circumventing that that power. Peace. Yeah, it, yeah. You f- you find your way to either deal with mm-hmm. Zivu's generals or something like that, or to um, otherwise find a peaceful means to deal with Zivu. And one of the funny things about or one of the funny things to push on with that one is if you think about it. Anybody who's or conflict is constant. And if you've got any living creature, or if you've got any, you know, uh, entities that are at, that are you know existing in a co-location space, then they're going to eventually there's there's going to be conflict of some kind whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if you freeze them in place, stasis. <coughs> <laughs> if you encompass them in the not ice, wait. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. So, like, if it's frozen, not water, does that make it frozen, not ice? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend, okay, you guys? Like, stop it's making fun of me. It's in a solid state, Taylor. No, but, like, <laughs> even when you freeze other substances into things like dry ice, it's still ice. So, why is it not ice if it's not ice? It's a colloquial term. Come on. Yeah, I'm a colloquial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a colloquial. Mm-hmm. There, I said it. <laughs> I was wondering. Mm-hmm. You know, I there was a couple times where I was like, I don't. I think Taylor's a colloquial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wasn't quite sure. But... I don't know what you guys are saying, but it sounds like you're trying to deep throat a freaking dictionary. 
I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna ask what reference you have for that sound. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask. You live your life, man. With with your say, with your words. dictionaries in places. Yeah, I love words. Is I mean, apparently more than a friend. Yeah, I do. I, do. <laughs> I make sweet, sweet, gentle love to the words. Would you say you're a wordsmith? <laughs> Um, just hammering it, I'm... hammering it yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Wicked is the official wordsmith of the Spinfall Theory podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can find all his smithied words in the Five Timers Club Lounge. Nice. <laughs> right back. So, so I guess, I guess I have, I have, I have one final question before I, uh, I, I push us to uh, verdicts. That's mm-hmm. how I pronounce verdicts when I'm trying to be fancy for a guest. Um, and avoid pronouncing T's. I mean, th- <laughs> I have a I have a speech impediment, so it doesn't involve alcohol. <laughs> I was the same whatever. But I'm really drunk. <laughs> oh no, I was referencing South Park there, but um, <laughs> okay. My my literal speech impediment can involve alcohol. That's fine. We this is a special episode, so I hope I hope I hope everyone understands if I'm less eloquent than I might typically be under normal circumstances. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Anything you I say, fifth. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm dragging. Yeah. He's dragging. He's dragging. <laughs> um. But I. 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 Do I want to ask Wicked about the theory here. Um. So for all of this to work, like, what's the end game? Like, how how does like not the end game, but like I I can get the machinations of of the people in power that you mentioned. But what is in for the purposes of this theory? What is the economy like? How does it? Can they tithe to anybody? Could they tithe to the traveler if they wanted to? Like, what's what holds them back? What makes them able to I'm, like? I'm what is the well, I'm just wondering what the what the rules are because it it's it's one so thing with Nacris. Well, but it's one thing with Nacris breaking off to 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 do his own pyramid with with like a worm god and like undead zombie boys, right? Mm-hmm. It's a whole other thing for the other two members, Zivirath and Savathun, to operate differently within that structure like if people aren't feeding them what is if they aren't feeding a worm god who are they feeding because it it actually doesn't change because those individuals that would rise up to assume the titles they're still within the food chain they're still they're below but here's my point what's up well here's 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 the one thing i was i was trying to like i I was very verbosely trying to get at (laughs) is if Oryx, by way of killing Akka, became the ki- the Taken King, a god, right? Mm-hmm. Savathun is now the Taken Queen. I can assume she assumed that mantle by whatever. Mm-hmm. So, by that way of logic, Zivu Arath should now be feeding into Savathun wherever she's waging war off. Because 
Oryx was the top of the food chain. So, and so if Savathun is the new top of the food chain, or even she, if she's tied with just one other sister, it's taking what was once three pillars of power and dividing it between two. So yes, the, the three pillars of power thing and yes, dividing it into two is true. However, I do not think that Oryx received tithe from his sisters. I don't think that as the, his position of king applied as he may have been the mightiest of the hive but i don't think they ever gave him tribute he took the tribute that they all three paid to by way of and i only offer this because mm -hmm. it's 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 integral to their story he had to kill his sisters like not a true death okay mind you, you know but he had to kill okay, his sisters to be strong enough to do that i see what you're saying so then all the hive beneath him at that point would have to go underneath oryx yeah He's the new. Saying. He's the new captain of the pyramid. Okay, so then yes, at that point, then yes, Zaivu, the new, the new Zaivu. If she was not the orcs that we killed, if if there is a new Zaivu, then she would fall into the chain or into the food chain of feeding off to Savathun, or sending tribute to Savathun. So she would be Savathun's servant. So that's Cray. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> what do you mean why what that would be that would be beautiful i mean i always want i always want um so just because the crota we fought was potentially mm -hmm. sent in from a different like tangential timeline mm -hmm. you know like sent back in time i always wonder if there was a crota that was from this timeline who perhaps didn't meet that fate of getting thrown back in time because like chad crota came in <laughs> yeah and like totally like won his father's affections and so beta crota had to be like oh this is fucking lame weak weak and, and golf dudes i think i want to meet that crota <laughs> i bet he would help us kill the hive <laughs> probably i bet he would and i bet he'd have some like sick shit to say about like things be oh, like that's not I'm, even his real helmet I, I will offer one possible deviation from the whole thing of uh zaibu being underneath or or uh some of there if because you again you've got the three you got the three pillars right okay if you cut off the top of the pillars yes he took the strength from the two individuals doesn't necessarily mean he inherits their uh, tithe. Tribute, yeah. The tithe could still be, it'd be like taking, if you took the rung out of a ladder and you pulled out the second to last rung, you'd still have the top of the ladder there. You just have to go from the third rung down to the top one. So that, I'm just, I'm saying that's a potential. I would, I'm not, I would offer, not I would offer what he was doing bef in, in that time period when he killed his siblings and before he resurrected them again. Mm -hmm. Was he was standing on their ladder. Like, he was the person that Ladder was supporting during that time between when he killed his siblings and he resurrected them. So he he, he was the to only be, point, he, the only point of power. Okay. I mean, it, I definitely can see that as being a... Yeah. It's a very conceptual argument to make either way. Uh, whether or not that... Whether or not Orcs would have been 
at the top of the ladder or whether or not he would have been just absorbing essentially their their power to to uh go after or uh go after uh Aka. Aka. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's very hard to it's very hard to imagine the scope of that power and encapsulate how I, I how either he would have just essentially taken their his sister's strengths and used that to go after Akka, or if he would have used the their tribute and fueled his his rampage to go after. Akka. It, it's it's a very it's a very conceptual ar- argument to make, and we really don't have a lot to. Uh, <laughs> either way, I, I could see, I I could personally see it. I, it, it begs, begs, you take your fucking reasonable stance and you walk the fuck right out of this bar, motherfucker. <laughs> you think we came you here one way or the other? You Look think you think now. we fucking came here to agree with people and like meet mutual understanding about the subject that we agreed upon to talk? <laughs> no. I came here to fucking rub people's nose in their own horseshit. <laughs> I feel like Mara's approaching me right now is just chosen, Guardian. God yeah, damn it. you got chosen. <laughs> you got chosen for this fucking bomb logic, motherfucker. Like, bitch. yeah, I could, okay. I could definitely see that. Yeah, uh, that's how I feel. That they would, they would treat. Um, okay, 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 okay. So, I think we're at a. A fine point <laughs> for for scores. Uh, Bakes, I'm gonna push you out on the the sure. the trampoline first. So, I I like this theory. I like it quite a lot, actually, on the basis that it it solves a lot of confliction within the self governed rules of the hive and how they how they deal with uh, what's essentially resurrection. Uh, we we really don't have a whole lot of knowledge to go off of on how the Hive actually bring back uh, ascendant members of the, of their, their species. Outside of outside of Nacris, who essentially brings back the dead. Uh, we've, we've got a whole lot of stories about Oryx coming back, about Zivu and Savathun. And there's not a whole lot of information to go off of there on how they actually come back from the dead. This theory attempts to fill in those gaps, and I like that. It's it's just... It's just... Uh, there's just not a whole lot to build. It's, it's like there's... It's one of many possibilities. Uh, mm-hmm. And so... I need some some other bridges burned. Yeah, there's there's just a lot of substance there that I feel like is lacking. I I, I but I, I greatly appreciate it in the fact that it actually attempts to fill gaps, <laughs> whereas the lore it, it, there there's just like oh yeah these guys are back from the 
they they basically just they were able to come back from their their hey now, hey now. There we go. <laughs> all of these all of these all of these gnomes you fought before had red tunics. Now that we've resurrected them, they have purple tunics, and they've clearly become stronger. You can tell because of the foam from their mouths we wrote in their description. Yeah, now it's completely different. Yeah, so I respect that. In in that way, I I greatly. It's just, um, it's just a matter of filling in the gaps. And I I feel like Bungie has a lot to do with, um. Mm-hmm with providing us additional information about how throne worlds actually operate, how how the ascendant plane work works, is it a reflection of our our world? And it your your discussion today actually brought me to the concept of what if um what if our ghosts actually like use a mini throne world within the ascendant plane? Mm-hmm. What if uh it, it I mean, it, it's completely, it's completely the opposite direction of where you're, th- where it's it's actually a uh, spiritual, uh, uh, spiritual successor to whoever okay. was the previous throne, throne holder. But th- that that opposite direction could could work as well. So I I, I feel like I have to bring it up in just a, just a conceptual matter. But yeah, um, yeah no, I. <laughs> I, I really don't know where it's going to go. This this is one of those theories where I'm like, th- this could be absolutely the way that Bungie eventually takes the story, or it's it's one where it's completely off base. Which <laughs> case I have fun with it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so for that for that alone, I'm because Wicked, you're awesome, and that's that's all I have to say on the. <laughs> Alright, so what was that final score again, Bags? Two billion. Two billion. Just two billion wow. scores. Two billion scores. <laughs> well fuck. I feel like there's no number I could come up with that would be bigger than two billion. <laughs> and and if, if for anyone who wants to write in and say, Taylor, no, like don't don't fret, there are numbers that are larger than two billion. <laughs> I'm dyslexic and dyscalculic, so I mean, they, those may as well be fairy tales to me. I have no concept of numbers that large. I was not built for this level of maths. That being said, I was built for this level of lore. I, I, I gotta say, I, I really like this. I like that it's a lot of connective tissue stuff, uh, and it ties together real lore examples. Um, I, 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 I think that's, one, a lot of fun to uh, listen to and hear and hear you work out. Uh, so thank, thank you for doing that for us. Um, only misgivings I can think of are just really unconfirmed unknowns. Mm-hmm. And it's things that I can't really say could go in any other direction than my own proclivities. Fair enough. So with that in mind, I give you two billion gajillion. Oh, no, I see that. Infinitillion. I am loving these scores. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to outdo Bags. 
because (laughs) because he's already got it so sweet like who are you i'm dough that's been boiled and then baked like all right flex on me more (laughs) like i'm sorry i I didn't have two like boiling and broiling processes that define me well i mean if it helps out anything i'm a joke so I You're think, not a joke, Ross Wicked. I I, no, I, I think I think I think he mispronounced yoke. I think he actually put oh. like he mispronounced the J. The soft, soft J. Yeah, yeah so real. he's actually really the inside part of an egg. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. He's the yellow part. He's yet yet to be born, and or fertilized. True form. So not fans, true. you know where to go. It's it's in his head. (laughs) It's in his soft yellow parts. (laughs) There is a permission slip that must be signed before you can touch my soft yellow parts. I'm just saying that right now. You can print it off the internet. I believe Man at Arms actually has a copy. Uh, He can 3D print it for you. He can 3D print it for you. Uh, Yes, Mm -hmm. he can. I just, I just want him or Rhino can uh, can do it. I believe they have a stencil for that specifically. That's right. I appreciate your scores, gentlemen. That was those are those are fine scores, and I appreciate your gif of a movie about a whorehouse. Yeah. I think uh, Wicked. Any any final thoughts? That's, I think that's... Uh, any final thoughts as far as the theories or as far as just black in general or anything like that? Yeah. Carte blanche, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you want to get final thoughts on Jeopardy, like, do it. I mean, Fuck Trebek. Always. If he wouldn't I mean, allow you to also say it, not in general. I mean, if you're on Final Jeopardy, uh, always go with a vowel unless A and E have already been taken and then never go with a vowel. Um... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Wheel of Fortune, but I'm not gonna. Whatever. I'm not it's, one of the, it's one of those. One of those. One of those shows. Um, in all seriousness, definitely a uh, big shout out to the war community and just the community, Destiny community in general. Uh, major shout out to Deej right now, uh, since everything that came out today on Twitter about his uh, his final twab uh, that he's moving on is going to be. Definitely different without him around, so that's a big thing I know the community's dealing with. Um, and just for people in general, uh, vote, 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 vote. Uh, love you guys to death. Y'all need it. Y'all have a voice. Please use it. Please, for the love of God, use it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to say on that one. Just please. But just, just your own voice. Don't use other people's yes. voices. Yes, don't use other people's voices. Don't put up fake ballots. <laughs> <clears throat> don't don't vote for your grandma. Mail it for her after she voted. Yeah. Sorry if I was being if I was being yeah. too specific and, for anybody. And bagels <laughs> to you and Taylor both. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on, especially as many times as you guys have had. It's been an absolute pleasure and a blast mm. every single time. Mm. Uh, I really appreciate it. You guys are mm. you guys are freaking hilarious, and I love this show. And Thank you. the more we talk about and the, the spinoffs, I just love going off on our tangents, no matter 
what direction they may <laughs> lead us in. Yeah, so. I don't I don't know if we actually how on topic we were tonight, but I'll tell you what we were. We were on brand. We were definitely <laughs> on brand. Uh, yeah. That's that's the genius of the show. You can do whatever you want to and you can say, Hey, it's it's yeah. It's, it's a it's, special it's... episode, so fuck your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna clip that and put it in the beginning of this episode, <laughs> like right after the music comes. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, like, just so you know, this is a special episode, so fuck your expectations." <laughs> I may or may not do that. If you, depending on when you heard this re- this part of the recording, that's when I did it. <laughs> uh, um. Sir, sir, I know you just gave us some thanks, but you got any shout-outs, any, any, any loves, any, any, any ways people can find what you got out there and how they can stay in contact with you, uh, uh, in, in the next year while, while you're otherwise, uh, I'm gonna say occupied unless you want to flat out tell people. Uh, so, basically I'm gonna be out of pocket, out of country, uh, doing my job, uh, in the military, so... For anybody trying to get a hold of me, uh, I definitely will have some information pushed out to key points, uh, especially throughout the lore community that will be able to, if you guys want to reach out with like an email or something like that to uh, to keep in touch, see how I'm doing. Um, I'll definitely be pushing that information out once I get it. The normal ways to keep in touch with me, and I, I will on occasion have access to uh, Twitter with at uh, Wicked Jester. W-Y-K-I-D-J-E-S-T-R. Uh, for anybody who's trying to look at any of my content, I have both a YouTube channel and a uh, Reddit as well as that I'm working on. And basically things to look forward to. Um, well, before I get to that, huge shout-outs to the uh, major members of the war community. I've got uh, Guardians of War that I'm actually going to be on this weekend uh, to say goodbye to them. And then... Uh, also, a huge shout out to Focus Fire, um, since they're the ones who kind of started me off on everything. Um, they've been always there for me, really good friends. So, just major shout out to all all the lore community and the lore network, and uh, all the friends that I've made over the past few years. I definitely, uh, I definitely want to let them know that I'm thinking about them and that I will be keeping them in my thoughts while I'm gone. Aww. So, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them that exclusively. <laughs> no, not not like for you, just like for me on your behalf, by way of me. That's the exclusivity <laughs> there. If anyone else wants to tell them, like, then that's your own exclusivity. But I'm gonna be like, did you guys know that Wicked had said specifically to me and the world? I'll put in like verbal parentheses. Little, little small. Little small. Yeah. <laughs> size two font yeah i'll just i'll put that up there like there'll be a lot of carrots to make it extra small on the reddit post <laughs> it was lovely to have you sir you have a always an open seat um when you come back if you find yourself on leave and you want to jump in on one we'll do one for you uh yeah you're all you always have a place here uh Absolutely. come hell or high water um, but not if we're both dead. If both Bagels and I are dead, then there's no show. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's like I'm, the one caveat, but like the odds are in your favor at least one of us are going to make it. 
Personally, I'm okay with Wicked carrying on the tradition. I'm about to say, I think, I think at that point, I'd be like, no, fuck this. I, I In standard Honestly, in fact and fashion, I'm going to sell you, fuck off, no, I'm doing the show. Honestly, I'll be dead, <laughs> do it. That you didn't show up. Yeah, no, like, I'll be dead, like, do it. Hold me to my own shit, be like, Taylor B promised me he was going to come back, and even though he died of cataracts... Which I don't have. That I don't even know if you can die from it. I just said what I thought was a complicated word. Um, even though he died of insert disease here. I really thought he was going to be a professional and show up beyond his mortality to, to, to host me again. Not pay attention to my high preservation Yeah, yeah. He thought, you know, like, he could have put off his death by at least, like, eight more weeks. That's all I'm saying. And then we could have all been satisfied and he could be dead. But that's, that's not how it works. So freaking morbid. <laughs> oh, oh. This is how I deal with the pain of separation, Wicked. I make yeah, I feel like I this make is the perfect way to end the episode because yeah. basically Wicked, in the event of our deaths, would take on the mantle of our thrones. So nice. therefore, we, we have basically come for... Yeah. Full circle, yeah. Bacon, alright, so, 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 bacon involved, like, you're gonna have to eat, like, nine pounds of bacon in order to assume our thrones. Also, when you assume Bagel's thrones, you'll have to assume his first. He's gonna give you full head of hair, Goldilocks. You're gonna think you're wearing a wig and you've become a barrister. As soon as you step into my throne world, the hair is gone. Not even your beard survives. It's run away from your face. Why? Look in the mirror. I don't know. But. But. The question is, do I have to wax? Um, Not if you do enough squats. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a never skip squat day. You can skip lower leg day. But not squat day. I have so much horseshit to order out, edit out. Like, 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 there's that. There's not. I'm pretty sure it's just us bullshitting. And I'm gonna put this up as, hey, fun recording. I'm gonna. This is gonna be such a cohesive thing, and it's Three gonna and be. Hours later. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is gonna be down. You'll be like, Taylor, Ray, how'd you get this down to 45 minutes? <laughs> how did How did you sit through this whole thing? All right, um, everyone. Mm. Uh, the world is still crazy. Please get out there, fucking vote. We still love you. Please send your love to Wicked. He's gonna be out there, and he might not always be safe, and regardless of your politics, he's still a great human being and deserves your affection. So please send him your well wishes. Uh, you stay safe yourself, and until then, we'll see you next time. Bye bye Bye! Bye! That's the end of this week's topic, but be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SpinfoilTheory, or you can email us via SpinfoilTheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening! The Lore Network.